Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Mel. I grew up playing outside. And I grew up doing something meaningful, watching movies and TV. I never had cable, and we finally bought a VCR about the same time DVD players hit the market. Throughout our marriage, Mel has sadly missed many of my pop culture references and movie quotes. So it's time to catch up on all the films I missed. Good evening. Good evening. Go ahead. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July to you. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America. And in honor of America bucking the established political systems of its day, Mm -hmm. we are going to be bucking the established system of our podcast tonight. That's right. Breaking the rules. Breaking the rules like the American rebels that we are. Please ask me the question. So, Melissa. (laughs) Yes? Do you know what we're watching tonight? Yes! I do know what we're watching. <laughs> do you want to know why? Why? Because I picked it. <laughs> you sure did. And uh, we voted on it. And we, again, another American staple. <laughs> we voted. And what's the movie we're watching tonight? Independence Day. <laughs> I'm assuming you've seen this movie before. I've seen this movie, but sometimes yeah. around the 4th of July, I really have a craving to see it again. And it's been many, many years since we've watched it. Yeah, I think the last time we watched it was when we were in San Diego. We lived there. And a theater showed it, and they, they played it. We watched it on July 2nd, which yes. is when the movie starts. Yes. It's so much fun. Yeah, it was very fun. Wow, that was when there was legit big stadium seating. Do you remember this, the vertical incline in that stadium seating? Yes, it was like, a huge theater. Yeah. That was like a thing for about a decade, and then it kind of faded out to like a more subtle, gentle stadium seating. Sorry, yes. I'm getting into theater nerd mode. I love this movie. I do too. Um, I'm excited that we're following the Poseidon adventure with this movie mm-hmm. because the Poseidon adventure was like, you know, the birth of the big budget disaster films. Mm-hmm. And this movie is like the seminal disaster formative film of my youth. Oh. Like my teenage years. Yes. This movie was it. I was such a nerd. I even had the classical, like the, the score. Yes. At the CD, and I would drive around <laughs> with the score playing. Yeah, we just tried listening to the score with yeah. our kids in the car on a True. road trip. It didn't go that yeah. great. Yeah, can we stop playing the creepy music, Dad? <laughs> it's too intense. <laughs> it's too intense. <laughs> it's like, yes, it is. It's serious stuff here. This uh, is not just a disaster movie, but it's apocalyptic. It's like alien. Oh, yeah. It's, it's everything you want in a 4th of July movie. Oh, 100%. I and love it. Also, too... Aliens have been in the news so much lately. Yes. So I look forward to watching this movie again, having that in my mind, because literally I see news stories about it. I kid you not, three to four times a week. (laughs) So it's crazy. So we need to watch this movie. Let's go do it. We need to go watch it. Let's go check it out. Say the skies are clear. It's the real thing. A radio signal from another world. Mr. President, our intelligence tells us the object has settled into a stationary orbit. Part of it is broken off into nearly three dozen other pieces. Smaller than the whole, sir. Yet over 15 miles in width themselves. Where are they heading? 
They should be entering our atmosphere within the next 25 minutes. Let's just get there as quickly as What's possible. What's the rush, huh? Think we'll get to Washington and won't be there? It is confirmed. The unexplained phenomenon is headed for Moscow. It's like a chess. First, their position their pieces using this one signal to synchronize their efforts. And then what? Checkmate. God. I really don't think they flew 90 billion light years to start a fight. to this briefing, Captain Hiller? No, sir. Just a little anxious to get up there and whoop E.T.'s ass, that's all. I don't think I have ever wanted our podcast to be, like, on video more than after having watched this movie. Because after <laughs> watching that movie, I always feel like that one guy, when... President Whitman gives his speech at the very end. Like after he gives his speech, everybody's going crazy. Yeah. And then there's one military guy who just gives the hardest salute you've ever seen on film before. (laughs) That's how I usually feel after this, watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. I love, I love that movie. I love it too, but I had forgotten so much of it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like different people who were in it. There's a huge cast. Yes. There's so many people in this movie. Yes. And it was it was great. It was really great rewatching it, especially this time of the year. Of course. It actually I saw a whole bunch of articles kept popping up yeah. about Independence Day, the movie, okay. because it's around the fourth of July. And apparently, like, um it's become synonymous with just having a barbecue, according to the articles I read. Like, you know, you think about things to do, think about Die Hard now, right? Every time around yeah. Christmas, you're like, oh, I got to watch Die Hard. You, there's something that like turns on in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, like when you start craving like apple pie when mm-hmm. it's fall. Mm-hmm. It's like the same yeah. feeling. So people feel that way about Independence Day? People are starting to. Yeah. Because huh. it has been, uh, you know, it was 1996 is when it was released Whoa. on July 2nd, right? July no 2nd. Way. That's when the movie, because it, it was released on the same day that the movie starts which is just cool you that know? is really cool. it was actually the third sorry i, I was wrong but anyway so it's oh, just it's not really cool it, no it's still cool though it's very cool um <laughs> anyway um the the bidding wars though there's bidding wars because people are like this there'll be like rights for having it on your service oh right yeah that makes sense it'll be like you know because it literally happened to us we were like oh I dusted off my old DVD and it's from literally 1996 and it was so scratched it didn't run. So <laughs> I had to look for a streaming service to show it. And uh, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Anyway. Worth it. Worth it. Totally worth it. What uh, you want to go? I I kind of want to know if anyone listening to this has never seen this movie because this is. I, yeah, give us a quick summary. Okay, so quick summary: um, aliens come to Earth <laughs> in huge ships mm. and land over several cities around the globe. Huge, huge ships, like thirteen miles across or something like that. They're huge. Yeah. And um, so Earth is left to scramble and figure out what to do. And um, it becomes clear very quickly that these aliens do not mean to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're just, um, they're just here to annihilate. And um, yeah, so enter a whole bunch of like people who just happen to have the right skills at the right time and the right connections how to, it works. to figure this out and like kind mm-hmm. of solve the mystery of how to defeat the aliens. And they do, they defeat the aliens and it's, it's wonderful. Um, so a couple things that I, there's so many people in this movie. Like I had forgotten, oh my gosh, world, please forgive me. I forgot that Jeff Goldblum was in this movie. Are <laughs> you kidding me? Like you forgot that Jeff Goldblum was in this movie. I mean, I didn't sit down and say, "Okay, Melissa, let's go through all the people who are in this movie." Like I didn't do that. Wow. I just it was always like the Will Smith, Bill Pullman movie to me. And now I'm like, again, please forgive me, (laughs) world and Jeff Goldblum, because he is a presence in this movie. He is the movie. Yeah, he's like, (laughs) uh. I'm just imagining, I'm hearing Jeff Goldblum and I'm going, like hearing you that you didn't know. He probably go, oh, you're a lovely human being. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay, I forgot that Rosalind from Battlestar Galactica yes, is in yes, this movie. Yes, Um I also, yeah. She has a name. Yes. <laughs> I know, I know she has a name. It's Mary McDonald. McDonald. She's amazing. She is amazing. She's really good. Yeah. Um, who else did you forget? I also, because I did, like I said, I didn't sit down and think about every sure. person. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, so it was like this wonderful little surprise when they, when mm-hmm. they turned up on screen. Um, I forgot about the boy, Will Smith and the boy, his wife, their boy. Uh huh. I forgot. I forgot about his character totally. Oh yeah, yeah. That kid. That kid's awesome. Yeah, and I forgot about the other little. I just forgot everything. <laughs> Basically, so you, <laughs> I, I only remembered Will Smith. You gave and aliens. us a, hang on. You gave us a summary of the movie. What was the summary of what you thought the movie was? <laughs> oh, everything that I just said. Okay, so you thought it was just Will Smith and just Bill Pullman no, doing all of that. I didn't, I didn't sit down and think about it. I just uh-huh. okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. That's why I like to rewatch movies that I haven't seen that's, since 1996. That's fair. Yeah. This uh, this movie has some of the like very specific talkers like Jeff Goldblum has a very the only way this could go a higher level is if like Christopher Walken was in it has Jeff Goldblum who has a very specific cadence of how she talk he talks Mary McDonald she actually has a very yeah. specific way she talks as yeah. well like and then Judd Hirsch yes. the dad yeah he again Randy Quaid and then um, the piece de resistance is Harvey uh, Firestein. Oh, wow. who's the guy who talks like this? He's <laughs> like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. What's it like when he orders like McDonald's drive-through? What is that like? What's like when he starts? Can you shop- understand him on the Hello. other side? <laughs> An egg McMuffin. I can't even keep doing it. 
I can't. I can't imagine. I Wouldn't can't imagine. He, if someone pulled, like you were working the drive-through window, yeah. and someone pulled up. Let's say at Starbucks and ordered a drink. Yes. Wouldn't you be concerned for them? I I would think the Frappuccino blender was on. <laughs> like that's what I would think was In happening. His throat. Yes, he'd be like, mm, "Excuse me." <laughs> yeah. Um, Judd Hirsch was awesome. Another person that I forgot was in this movie. He's amazing, and casting him as Jeff Goldblum's dad is like perfection. It, it was amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, Will Smith too, though. He, this is the movie that like, he was Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when this came out. Yeah. So yeah. this is like the movie that, yeah. And I think that's why that's his, he, his was the name that stuck in my mind as being mm-hmm. in this movie because it was like his breaking out of TV. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know when we, I just remember thinking when we watched it, like, well, he can act. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> Well, they do say comedy is the hardest of all acting. So he did The Fresh Prince for how many seasons? Um, did you remember who his co-pilot, like his, his not co-pilot, but his pilot friend was? Um, yeah, Harry Connick Jr. Did you remember that beforehand, though? Or no, were you like, I hadn't Whoa! thought about it. Okay. I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. We were, uh, when we were watching it, we had said to, uh, I wonder what those conversations were like, because they were both in very different aspects of the music industry. Yes. Hip hop. And then, I mean, what would you classify Harry Connick Jr.'s as? Like, I don't even know. Some sort of classic. I don't know. It's yeah. It was was that wave of like piano and jazz almost kind of singing. Not crooning. uh, Yeah. Like borderline crooning, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those must have been interesting conversations. Yeah, were they looking around at everyone like, whoa, here we are. Like, yeah, we're what, like, this we're, is crazy. We're just the musicians. They probably just felt better than them because they were musicians. We're and actors and musicians. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we're double threats. <laughs> and we're flying. And we're flying. Fighter pilot. Yes. Plane things. Yes. So was there anything about... First off, you mentioned the little kids. Yeah. And I didn't know this... But this time around, as I was watching, I figured out who the little girl is. Do you know who she is? No, I was. So when I was watching it, I was like, wow, like, mm-hmm. where, where are they now? I always wonder that. Well, um, yeah. The thing is, is like a lot of times, you know, I saw this in, you know, originally in 96 and right, she was whatever she was at the time. Right. And so you don't connect the dots with the however many years since. Right. And she, uh, it's Mae Whitman, and you know her very well because of two roles that I'm about to say. Okay. Are you, are oh, you ready? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me. One is, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a line she said in the movies to get you to remember who that. <clears throat> you punched me in the boob. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is one of the evil exes. evil exes from Scott Pilgrim. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, I love that line. That little girl, <laughs> her. That's her? That's her. And so she was also in Arrested Development. Correct. Yeah, she was She bland. was bland. Anne. Uh, Anne. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy for her. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's so just... She can say like she was the kid in Independence She day. can. Anne. I know. Or she's probably trying to forget it, so sorry if I... How did you mean? I forgot it. I apologize. <laughs> um, yeah, that was just wild seeing that. And of course, you every I think I've seen this, you know, we definitely saw this together because we saw it in theaters, like, you know, back when we were in San Diego. But 
whenever uh, Dark, you call him Dark. Yeah. But <laughs> his name is James Duvall. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I I always laugh every time you see him. You're like, it's Dark. <laughs> you want to explain what Dark is, by the way? Um, It was a character he played in another movie. That's all I want to say about it. <laughs> His voice is so gentle. Yes. It's the most, it's like a, it's even gentler than Keanu Reeves's voice, which is also. Very... It's like Keanu Reeves when he's whispering. Yeah, exactly. But that's like how he talks yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Imagine him at Starbucks. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. You gotta speak up, sweetie. <laughs> Excuse me. No, <laughs> I can't do Jeff Goldblum. I can't. No, I really I think wish you I could do. Just cool it. Uh, there. Sorry, I'm I'm obviously very excitable when it comes to this movie. <laughs> um, what do you? What was it like watching it now? Like, you know, it's been what ten years since you'd seen it. Probably fifteen years before that since you'd seen it. So, yeah. How did it feel this time around? Um, it was like reading a book that I haven't read in a long time, where you're looking forward to like your favorite moments, like um. And yeah, so it, the pacing of it, it because of I was looking forward to different moments, I just was able to like kind of admire the pacing really good. Okay. Um, I was looking forward to like the the moment when Will Smith huh. sees what's going on when he walks mm-hmm. out on his lawn. I love that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everyone around him is freaking out, and he's kind of just looking side to side until he finally looks up. And then they do this really cool shot where they follow the helicopter yeah. towards the alien ship. So it's not like he takes it in all at once. His Your eyes are tracking the helicopter yeah. and then it takes you into the, the realm of the ship. And then it just <clears throat> it just shows you its immense size. Like that scale helps you yeah. freak out as well. Totally. That, it's <laughs> just a well, it is a good film. It is well constructed. It's entertaining. The actors are great. Yeah. The, like, it's cool because, like, he doesn't even come in. Like, that happens. A lot happens before you even know that Will Smith is in mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was kind of neat, too. Yeah. Because um, it's not his movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Will. Um, uh, yeah. kind of was, though. Oh! Uh, um, other, what are some moments that you looked forward to? I have, like, five. Oh, my goodness. Um, the president's speech is my favorite. Yeah. I literally watch that every once in a while. <laughs> Just the speech? Uh, just the speech, because <laughs> it is that good. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw in, uh, there was a lot of contention, too, like with films like this. Like a lot of times the, it can go over budget and go longer or whatever. It was apparently uh, some of the production, some of the, the studio heads wanted to like rename it or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the director was like, or I can't remember if it was the director or producer, but they were like, no. So they got a poster made up that said Independence Day and put it outside the door to subliminally like have the studio heads see that. And then they also like wrote a lot of, you know, the speech there he had apparently. So the story goes, they changed it to say today we celebrate our Independence Day, which I like to try and imagine what that speech would have been like if it wasn't the 4th of July, because watching it again, like a lot of it is about the 4th of July. So I don't know what's going on with that story. It's very confusing. They would have had to do a lot of rewriting. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Editing. They could have, though. If you cut strategic parts of the movie, it could have been any, you know, as long as it was warm. could have been different part- times of the year. What are some other parts that you look I, forward to? I always look forward to Jeff Goldblum 
I like the reveal moments too. Like you like the Will Smith one. That's great. I like when Jeff Goldblum is like just his, his whole intro to his character. You see him with his dad. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. When he's like heads down focused on work. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, hey, I figured out this weird thing. And then he goes and sees what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's weird. I would think my answer would be seeing the things get blown up. But that's not it anymore. Hmm. When I was younger, I used to love like when I saw it in theaters. I think I saw it in theaters two or three times. And when I saw it, I was like, whoa, these effects are amazing. And for the record, they hold up like I think they hold tremendously well. There's a few parts where you're like eh, a little bit, but not much. There's some green screen things that are little. Yeah. Some of the spaceships are a little whatever, but it still has the. I'm thinking of the dog. The dog. The dog jumping oh. in front of the yeah. wall of flames that's going yes. by. That was like. That's the cheesiest part yeah. of the movie. Yeah. 100% <laughs> the cheesiest part of the movie. That's saying a lot. I think I said when we were watching it, prepare for the slow-mo. Because it's like <laughs> that is the longest scene because they just start the slow-mo like two minutes before the flames get there and yeah Vivica Fox her hair is in slow-mo and boomer slow-mo was the one thing where when you're seeing a movie in the moment when it's first released yeah you don't mind it and it makes sense but then when you rewatch the movie later yeah it stands out it sure does slow-mo I don't think holds up in a lot of cases like when we rewatch the Lord of the Rings Uh uh-huh there oh were a goodness. lot of slow-mo parts where like, huh, it didn't bother me when I first watched it. But I, now yeah. it's like, yeah, that's, that's a lot. A lot of slow-mo. You know, the slow-mo that did bother me was the 17 endings. <laughs> that's That bothered me when I saw it in theaters. <laughs> okay, don't get I'm not getting started. I'm not getting sidetracked. Okay. Um, so back to Independence Day. Back to Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. When yeah. his characters, I forgot this about his character, and it's a really cool part of his story arc about him wanting to he recycles he mm-hmm. rides his bike he doesn't smoke he's a hipster or drink. like he yeah. oh he does drink but yeah he's yeah he was a hipster yeah yeah and he kisses his dad goodbye on his cheek when he leaves the chess game that's really yeah. sweet yeah totally yeah um i his his character the 90s is really what i resonate with in this movie too is this encapsulates the 90s so well the technology that they utilized, like mm-hmm. literally if the aliens had come like five years earlier, they would we would not have been <laughs> able to stop them. Like it was like this perfect like there's no Internet that's like going around, you know, that people are still relying on like cable television for information, you know. Right. The whole way that the aliens were defeated was the use yes. of Morse code. Yes. Yeah. It's just a great you know, how I like to talk about the time capsule of the movie. Yeah. Like. I would want to be a teenager now watching that movie because that world would feel so different from the world yeah. that I live in right now. Yeah. It, that's, I really love that about the movie too. Well, it's cool because the movie, so yeah, it was shot in the 90s and like mm-hmm. there's nothing like futuristic about it, even though it is. Yeah. It, it's it, a lot of times movies like that, they'll set it in the future, but this one was like grounded in that time. Yeah. And then, like you said, in the technology of the time. Oh, when that came out, the laptop that Jeff Goldblum was using and he had this like triangulation thing he put on the top of the yeah, car and it yeah. opened up. That was like James Bond like level <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but it existed, right? Yeah, totally existed. Absolutely. Yeah. The only thing that didn't exist. Well, I don't know. Who knows about aliens nowadays? Maybe there is an Area 51 with a spaceship that has shields and stuff. I don't know. Maybe Data's down there too. Who yeah, knows? That's another person I forgot was in this movie. Mm-hmm. 
he is a really great character too. And I, one of the scenes that I was really looking forward to was the whole like jump scare when he gets like yeah. flung up against the window. The glass, yeah. And I had forgotten because I've seen that parodied in a lot of the kids' like TV yeah. shows. Yeah. So I I had forgotten that it wasn't. I thought I had thought it was an alien, like the arm or something. Oh, okay. That it was actually Data, and the alien was like speaking through. So Data. you, I forgot about that. You've seen that specific dichotomy, like in kids' shows, or is it just like something going up against glass? I have seen that exact scene mm-hmm. in some of the kids' shows where, like, they walk up to a window. Mm-hmm. And then they're look, they're peering through the window, and mm-hmm. then bam, something hits the other side of the mm. window. Okay, and it could be someone going, "Help me!" or yeah. whatever. Yeah, but it's totally that same moment. Okay, okay. I was like, I was thinking it was like going to the level of like something is manipulating someone to say, "Help me," not just like the jump scare. So, okay. The nerdiest part about that scene too, yeah, is Jane from Firefly kills Data from Star Trek. <laughs> That also is super nerdy. <clears throat> and he does it. He does it. I have no response to he that. He does it to save Captain Lone Star from Spaceballs. Wait, who's? Bill Pullman. Oh, oh my gosh. So wow. Wow. The, the layers of nerdiness in that, that is just fan. Uh, it, it's fantastic. <laughs> See, you know that guy from Firefly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know him from Chuck. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. What was there any other moments that you like were really looking forward to? I can I, think of like 10 more. Oh, well, <laughs> please go. I'll, go ahead. Oh, when Will Smith gets the alien when he punches him. Oh, when he punches him, and he's yeah. bringing it in yeah. and that whole like that whole scene is just awesome. I love it. Yeah. It's always been one of my favorites. Yeah. And when he does the entry pass for, you know, Getting into Area 51, he just shows the alien. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. I I think I wanted to be in this movie when I saw it. Like, mm-hmm. this would have been a really fun movie to just be in. <laughs> it just looks like it was fun to film. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, if you were in this movie, what do you think your, your, your role would have been? Like, or your special skill or whatever? Oh, my special skill. Or how you play into the story. Um, hmm. I feel like I would be like the daughter of the crazy guy, the, the, <laughs> you know, he's yeah. like living, they live in the, the RV, RV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, the, with the group of people who live in RVs, like Randy they're Quay, like a yeah. tribe. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. The nomads. <laughs> I like, that's way better. Yes. Nomads. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I may have been, that might've been my character. It just dawned on me. When you said that, Randy Quaid, he also had a trailer in uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Whoa, Vacation. Is he Cousin Eddie? Yes. Oh my gosh, you're right. And he's in an RV in both wow. of them. Wow. Wow. I've well, never. He's really good at being loco. He like... is. Oh, yeah, he is. I mean, obviously, I knew he acted in both of those films, but I did not get the RV connection. You just literally saw me make those connections. Just now. <laughs> Is he a Quaid? Is he like yeah. Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid's brother, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you know that originally they had it where, and you notice this in the film, when they're driving through the desert, he's in his RV and you see his red uh, plane yeah. being dragged behind it, right? Towed yeah. behind it. Originally... They had it where he flew that plane 
with a bomb strapped to it, and then he flew up into the <laughs> like his own plane. Into the lake. Yes, they were like nobody has any missiles, and he like straps it on, <laughs> and they actually filmed it. Like you can you can watch the special edition version of it that has that ending. Hmm. It's pretty. I'm glad they switched to the <laughs> to the other one. Everything else is the same except he's in that plane with a missile strapped to it. <laughs> it's really bizarre to watch. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. It's crazy. Um, do you think Area 51 is real? It is real. No, not Israel. Like, do you mean like it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it like totally exists, but I, th- I think do your you question think is, yeah, is there think- anything in it yeah. that would be? Yes. Yes. Because I, you know, I read this Popular Mechanics article. Yes, you did. And it, um, this guy who has like high level clearance. Mm-hmm. He's coming out and saying, we need a plan. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, these things that are surveilling um, nuclear, like, yeah, locations, mm-hmm. facilities. Thank you. That's yeah. the word. Mm-hmm. So, I I do think there's something out there. Is she? I want to believe. Well, of course you do. We grew up <laughs> watching The X-Files in our formative <laughs> teen years, so. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't allowed to watch it. But I watched it later as, a, as an adult. Well, I don't know if I want to sway you on this or or reaffirm what you're saying, but according to like one of the producers, the U.S. military was like, we totally want to support the film. We want to like allow the crew to film at military bases. We want to consult the actors who have military roles. We want to help you out. And then they learned the military learned that Area 51 references like that it was being used in the script for the way it was being used. And they withdrew their support. Whoa. That's sus right there. It's very sus, <laughs> as they say. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Well, I, what about you? Do you believe in aliens? Uh, oh, I, yes, I believe in aliens. Do really? I? What? what you do? You, well, of course. Like, theoretically, if you're thinking about the entirety of all the galaxies in the universe and all that, like, there has to be other, like, intelligent life out there. So... It's it's developed in a couple. Anyway, yes, I believe in aliens. Okay. Do I believe they're visiting the planet? Well, it's seeming pretty likely lately. Yeah, it's seeming pretty likely. There's just a lot of weird activity going on right now in the air. Yeah, totally. Like every other, you're just constantly hearing news lately. Yeah. So either everybody's having like mass psychosis or or something, but. I don't know. A lot of the excuses for what have been explanations in the past seem pretty crazy well, now, too. They So they've just like now there's protection. There's a whistleblower protection mm-hmm. for people who are in um, the military yeah. to come forward and report strange things that they've seen. Yep. Because up until now, there's been like a stigma attached to mm-hmm. like saying anything. Totally. Um, yeah. And there are <laughs> kind of geeking out here, but it's fine. Like, there's like. You know, um, in the in the one article that I was referencing, you know, mm-hmm. there's a story about um, some pilots and what they saw, yeah. and they couldn't ex- explain it. And I've heard interviews with one of the pilots, and she still doesn't have an answer as to what she saw. So, did yeah. she punch it in the face? No, it was in the water. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this was by San Diego, by the way. Oh well, yeah, I would think there's a couple bases. Yeah. yeah. Um. Sorry, that made me think of Will Smith again. Yeah. And I love when he crashes and takes down the little ship. I just love the fact that he's insulting that ship 
for like, your ship's all banged up. And then <laughs> I'm going to light up all your friends once they get another ship. <laughs> just totally like not even talking about his ship being destroyed. Yeah. Oh, just love it. <laughs> this is one of my like probably one of my it's definitely one of my favorite disaster movies. If not just movie in general. It's, it's probably in my top 20. This is the disaster movie that shows like little, like several vignettes of Mm -hmm. stories and characters and kind of knits them all together. Yeah. I don't know if it was the first of that kind, but that is like a a way that is like a storytelling style that I enjoy. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see them and some are done better than others, too. Sometimes it kind of gets a little thin, but this one, everything just cooked. It just was wonderful. <laughs> Is there anything you would have changed about the film besides the slow-mo in that one part? <laughs> um, I I would have loved to have the president's wife live. Oh, that's just the... Yeah, okay. Right. That was, that was sad. It was Saying sad. Saying goodbye to Rosalind. It's never easy. Yeah, but then they wouldn't have that cool little like line thing pay off of that line of him being a bad liar. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, maybe that was the, the reason. I don't know. This was the first time I watched it where I thought, is she actually sleeping or is she dead? <laughs> Every other time I've been what? like, oh, she's dead. <laughs> but <laughs> but this time I was like, well, maybe I thought wrong all the times I've watched it. <laughs> and she is just sleeping because she did need her rest. No. I don't know. I, I I know. Maybe I'm holding on hope. I don't know. She yeah. would have been in the end. You would have seen no, her No, no, no. I didn't think she like lived, lived. Oh. This time as I was watching, I was just like, he literally just came out and she could have just been tired. And then the little girl says, is mommy sleeping? And he says, yeah, she's sleeping. And he could just be emotional that she's going to die. Okay. You, you just hold on to that. I'm holding on hope. <laughs> hey, what can I say? I'm a softie. Um, would you change anything? Uh, the L.A. stuff was probably the weakest part of the whole movie. I probably would have changed the L.A. stuff a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it it just felt, I don't know. It didn't resonate with me as well. Like I like the Will Smith scene where it discovers it, but like the whole like recovery after the fact and driving around. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That felt like a slower part of the movie. I probably would have. Adjusted some of the clipping there. Okay. The, the clipping, the pacing there. Maybe for the 30th edition or something. We could do that. We'll yeah. have Randy Quaid fly in with his plane and just pick <laughs> him up and put him on the wings and strap him down and then just fly off. Oh, that makes more sense. Doesn't it? <laughs> makes way more sense. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to add before we part ways? Oh, this was great. It was like putting on a really great old pair of jeans. It was. <sighs> Are you... um? <laughs> Are you happy you actually knew what the movie was? <laughs> Are we going to have to do this more? Uh, it was fun, like yeah. picking an oldie that we hadn't seen in a while. Hmm. Awesome. Well, happy 4th of July. Thank you. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs>